on the next sales is king. While it might be a seller's market in the war for talent, when we look at B2B buying, it is definitely a buyer's market and sellers need to be sharper than ever. According to recent research, the sales experience remains near the top of requirements for buyers. But what do we mean by the sales experience and how can we leverage it to win more business? Next on Sales is King. Yes. Welcome back to Sales is King. This is Dan Sixsmith. Glad to be with you. And you're probably saying, Dan, where in God's name have you been? Um, and I am so sorry. Uh, it has been complete madness. And it has just been tough to get the episodes cranked out. But the good news is we're here today. We're back. We're excited. Things are opening up. Optimism is abound. And I am excited to be back with you, and I'm wishing you all the best of health and success. And hopefully you're having a great summer and you are doing well in your business, in your selling, um, with your families, and all goodness to you. Um, So again, welcome new listeners. This is Sales is King. We talk about what we need to do as sellers to compete and win and become elite sellers in a very, very difficult and um, competitive marketplace. And the good news is, is that we've survived the pandemic. Things are starting to open up in the business world. Some of those industries that have been really impacted are starting to come back around. you got people traveling again. It's hard to find workers. And man, it's tough, but it's all good and we're back in business. So today I want to talk about, you know, what we talk about quite a bit, and that's what buyers are looking for when they meet with B2B sellers. What are they looking for, and how good are we at meeting those requirements? And for the longest time, sellers have had a difficult time uh, overall to adjust, pivot, and meet these requirements. And if we've learned anything um, over the years in the recent past, the top sellers are the ones that know how to pivot, that know how to reinvent themselves, that know how to shift and move according to what buyers need in order to get the business in. Things do not stay the same, friends, as you know. Things change rapidly. So the top sellers figure out, A, how to, how to anticipate those changes, and then B, move and pivot accordingly to bring the business in the door. You do that by certainly staying close to your industry, staying close to the thought leaders, staying close to your customers, and reading articles and podcasts and listening to what's going on, and then having a point of view, and then being able to anticipate a little bit 
um, where you think things may be going. So thought leadership is key, having a point of view, being able to think strategically, right? So if you become such a student of your industry, such an expert, right, and you're talking to customers, you're talking to leaders, you're interviewing people, you're reading articles, you should start to formulate where you think things may be going and perhaps even lead the market that way to help potentially sell more of what you do. But you've got to come across as impartial. We've heard Jerry Acuff say this many times, including on two of our episodes. Um, Certainly we're biased, but we can't come across as blatantly biased. Um, And we have to appear impartial. And we have to really understand what the issue is, what the challenge is, and if we can really solve it or help them solve it. And again, as we've mentioned before, you know, you might not be able to help them solve it with your specific solution, but you could help them and point them in the right direction to a partner um, or somebody else that you know. So let's think about this and let's dive into what we wanted to talk about today, which is this sales experience. And what do we mean by sales experience? And what are buyers looking for when they start to tell us about sales experience. And, you know, I went back to this great uh, challenger study, which we talked about a little bit last year. It was pretty fresh when it came out. Um, Challenger, of course, is the old uh, corporate executive board. Uh, The Challenger sale was a super hot book, uh, which I think is a great one uh, if you haven't had a chance to read it. Um, You know, it talks about how to be a great modern B2B seller. Um, And it talks about those three kind of key foundational uh, elements of their framework, you know, teach, tailor, and take control. Um, So very interesting stuff, you know, certainly, um, and I'll talk about these real briefly, but when you think about how important these are today, teach, right, Um, coming in, and having a point of view and delivering insights um, and telling the prospect things that they didn't necessarily know when they were spending the last six months, right, researching all the different players in the marketplace um, and all of that good stuff, right? So instantly making yourself a valuable piece of the equation coming up and talking about or leveraging content that's not publicly available, right? Um, That is potentially new information for the buyer or the prospect, right? And you're going to teach them on things that you're learning through working with your dozens or hundreds of customers and how your point of view is kind of shaping um, the industry and moving prospects and customers forward. So you're constantly teaching, showing them new things, um, bringing them in on specific kind of commercial insights as Challenger calls it, um, leveraging um, results and case studies from your own um, customer base, right? So number one, teach. Number two, tailor, right? So important. Um, We've heard so much about personalization 
and tailoring the messaging and the conversation versus generic. Nobody wants generic anymore. Everyone wants to know how it benefits me. How does it benefit my company and why should I care? Tell me personally that you understand my industry, my company, me, what I'm going through as the buyer, and then have a tailored and specific personalized conversation with me to help me solve my problem. It's as simple as that. Next, take control. I love this one. And we talk about this and we've talked about this going back to 2017 when we started the podcast, the great sales, this King podcast. And I laugh, um, but we've had a great time with this. So taking control, um, and that was one of our prior episodes, take control of the sale. Um, you know, we, 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 ca- we have to pivot uh, in this selling process when we're doing a lot of the teaching and the tailoring and when we're doing a lot of the um, discovery and the research and the learning and the listening um, and all that good stuff. But then we got to shift gears. We have to put on a new uniform and different skills and we now have to shift, and I've said this before if you've listened to a lot of our episodes, but we have to change into um, recommending, proposing, directing, leading the buyer. Here's what we think you should do. Here's what I think you should do based on what you've told us so far. And then you start to outline it. And then you do additional discovery around who else is important in the organization, right? Who else is going to be making this decision? Who owns the budget, right? Who else do they need to get buy-in? And you start connecting the dots. But we're shifting from the kind of, you know, um, how should we call it? More of some of the softer skills um, kind of early on to a little bit more of the kind of, not necessarily aggressive, but assertive, okay? Confident and taking control of the process. A lot of these buyers today don't know how to buy necessarily. They're new. So what do you do? You've got to show them. You've got to ask some questions and help them. You know, you really have to come across the other side of the table Um, the virtual table, hopefully we'll get back to the real table soon, but come across and help them connect the dots to get things across the goal line. So, you know, I love that teach, tailor, um, and take control. Um, I want to get into a little more of the sales experience um, when we talk about this kind of new era of complex selling. You know, sales experience, according to Challenger, is still the number one driver of loyalty, um, which is great. 50% of buyers said that sales experience is number one, okay? We also know, according to Challenger, that a large amount of deals end up in no decision because the buyers just can't figure it out or they don't feel comfortable sticking their neck out and making a decision. So we have to figure out how to, how to help them with that. 
But let's talk about this notion of sales experience. And they actually talk about, um, let's see here, there's three key elements to a great sales experience. I may add a few more of my own, but let's talk about this. And then let's also talk about um, some of the results from this challenger survey. So number one, um, delivering unique insights is critical, okay? And we talked about this. You guys know what it is now, um, but that's what a lot of these buyers want. They need help, and they're looking for your unique, unique point of view. Um, number two, helps me come to a decision, okay? So that's exactly what we were just talking about. Buyers want you to help them make a decision. You can't just sit back and hope that they come to the conclusion. You know, um, I'm really, you know, I love all about this, this new, you know, sales, selling is helping and always be helping and yada, yada. Okay, you know, I, I get the helping. I, I get the helping. But you've got to help them make a decision. You've got to, you've got to be assertive now. Okay. You can't sit back and say, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, they'll make a purchase decision based on the great kind of case that I put together. No, you have to lead them. You have to kind of tell them what to do. Um, I talked about uh, a while back um, uh, a story that I read, and I can't remember who put it out. One of the selling gurus, I think, or some story I read about the three homeless people sitting on the corner in New York City, three different homeless people, and how much money each of them would make um, kind of panhandling every day. So there was one homeless man on a corner that sat on the corner um, with his kind of, you know, all of his belongings and would just kind of sit there looking at people as they walked by. Okay? And he didn't do that great in terms of getting uh, money. On another corner was a second homeless man, and he was on the corner, and he had his hand out, and he also had a sign saying he was homeless. Okay? And he did much better than the first homeless man. And then on the third corner, there was the third homeless man. And he not only had his hand out, but he also had a sign talking about why he was homeless, what happened to him, and what he wanted the money for. That you should be giving him money for his ability to get back on his feet and to return to society or get reunited with his family, etc. And he did much better. And the message is, people, you need to tell people what you want them to do. You need to tell the buyers what you want them to do. Okay? You can't be bashful. You can't sit back. You can't hope that they come to the conclusion. You need to say, here's what our next step should be. And work backward, work backward, re-engineer, reverse engineer rather, from where they need to be, when they want to get this going, 
to your delivery process and when they should be moving forward. And then help them, as if you work for that company, help them get this deal in the door. Okay, cool. Next one, understands and addresses different stakeholder needs. Interesting, okay. So in order to understand and address the different stakeholder needs, we need to understand who the different stakeholders are. Who else needs to be in on this? Tell us about your organization. And this is a lot easier to do early than it is late. Easier to do early when you're first meeting, it's part of your discovery, to start pulling together who all else is going to be affected by this decision, impacted by this decision, and will be influencing the decision. Who has the budget? So we need to do this, um, and I think we all need to do a better job of this. And then we have to understand from each of those people's perspective what their particular priorities, challenges, issues are, what they're trying to solve, and see if everyone is in sync here. You know, because there may be two or three viewpoints. And this is something, you know, that the challenger folks talk about a lot. You know, how do we, how do we help resolve some of these maybe conflicting needs or issues? Leveraging your mobilizer, as they call them. Your champion. Arming the champion. Right? Or getting in there yourself and rolling up your sleeves. Um, super important because let's face it, if there's competing, um, needs and issues and thoughts, good chance that you got a no decision waiting around the corner or a negative decision, um, which leads to the next one. Um, a great seller, according to the buyers, helps me build support across my organization. Okay. That's exactly what we just said. Helping your mobilizer, helping your buyer gain support. Helping them walk through some of the pitfalls. What are some of the um, potential obstacles that they may face that other buyers, other prospects of yours, others now customers of yours have faced and how have they overcome them? What will people push back on? Um, Really getting, you know, it's really becoming tight with the buyer to fully understand what they're facing. And many times these buyers will tell you um, what some of the obstacles might be. And helping them build support through connecting executive to executive, right? Bringing in some leadership um, from your side to start to build a bridge um, and really reduce the risk and show that from company to company, you guys are aligned You know, um, you have similar values, similar approaches to business, things of that nature helps the process. And then last, um, the seller makes it easy for me to make a purchase, right? And I love this one, right? You've got to be easy to do business with. You've got to have a simple buying process, selling process. When someone's ready to go or when you're talking about pricing, It shouldn't be a calculus uh, equation, right? It's got to be simple. It's got to be easy. 
and people have to feel comfortable, okay? You can't fumble around what the pricing model, the business model is, or that there's 16 different choices. It's gotta be boom, here we go. Um, you do this, this, and that. We'll do this, this, and that, and it's gonna cost A, B, C, D. That's it. Super simple, super easy. Work with them, be flexible. Um, be easy to do business with. That helps the sales experience. So in the study, um, you know, how are the sellers doing in these categories from year to year? Um, this was from 2019 to 2020 going through the pandemic. Um, on demonstrating unique insights, down 52% according to buyers. On helping me make a decision, down 34%. On understanding and addressing different stakeholder needs, down 41%. On helping me build support across my organization, down 49%. Yikes. And making it easy for me to make a purchase, down 30%. So, damn. We have to keep at it here, folks. Um, this is really, really a challenging time. Uh, competition is there. Buyer scrutiny is there. Uh, multiple buyers and stakeholders is there. Procurement is there, and they are all over it. So you've got to help them differentiate. You've got to have a great buying uh, and set up a great sales experience. What else, though? Um, what else can we add to this? I think it's important to show or expose the prospect to others in the organization. And not just a sales engineer or some other subject matter expert, but who's going to be the, um, the delivery group, right? Who are they going to work with when this deal is signed? What about your customer success leader? Those people need to be coming onto the calls. You need to see and hear from these people. The buyers need to see and hear from these people. Okay? It shows and it helps paint a picture of where they're going to go after they sign. Super important. Senior leadership connection. Having your senior leaders, whether they be your senior VPs, your C-suite, either writing notes or letters to the prospect or popping in on a call or connecting on LinkedIn to show that the organization is 100% excited to bring this prospect on and to show that you have the backing of your senior team and that once they come on board, all the appropriate resources will be leveraged to make them a success, to make their project and relationship um, a success. So, all right, man, good stuff. We're back in business. We talked about the sales experience. We talked about the different elements of it. And we talked about what buyers are looking for and how we can effectively evolve, pivot, grow, and win more business here 
in 2021. Good to be back. Peace.